Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And I'm Mary Walter, sitting in for one. Rob Carson, and I will be with you again tomorrow. And I am back on Thursday. Yeah, they're giving me Friday. Uh, I'm back with you on Friday. They're giving me Thursday off. So welcome. I'm glad everybody's here. Uh, if you want to join me, you know. Uh, I love when you when you jump in. You can disagree with me. Some people disagreed with me yesterday. That's totally fine. 1-800-922-6680. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Mary Walter Radio. Tonight, it is Tuesday, 7.15 Eastern Time. My podcast, Mary Walter Radio, it is live on YouTube and on Getter, and you can participate. You can leave comments and questions and stuff, and then the audio will be available about an hour later on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But you can always go and listen to older episodes. We have, uh, you know, great guests. Sometimes we talk politics, sometimes we don't. And one of those great guests who has appeared on my podcast, actually co-hosted the podcast with me, is my guest now, Andrew Langer. He is the director of the Center for Regulatory Freedom at the CPAC Foundation. You can find him on Twitter at Andrew underscore Langer, L-A-N-G-E-R. Hey, Andrew, how are you? Always, always fun to sit in with you, whether it's on Rob's show or on your own show or when you join me and my buddy Jerry uh, on our podcast. Um, uh, we, we need to do more of these things, Mary. I, I always, you know, I always forget... Uh, how much energy you bring to the table. And it's always good to join you. Well, thank you. But I also, besides energy, I also sometimes bring forgetfulness. And I forgot to tell everyone that you were on the Newsmax hotline. So oh, Brian tells go, me yeah. every single time before I bring a guest on, he goes, remember, on the Newsmax hotline. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then I totally forget <laughs> every single time. <laughs> So, um, Andrew, very smart since he, he always has his pulse finger on the pulse of everything in, in the news. So one of the things of the, I think these kind of um, move together, I, some of these things that I want to talk to you about. One of them uh, just came out this morning that Iowa's three, Iowa's three public universities are going to scale back on their diversity, equity and inclusion initiatives. Because there's been a lot of criticism about these. The state's board of regents approved 10 recommendations to make cuts. And um, these are programs that are by policy open to all students, they say. But as they're marketed, they could create a perception that they're not available to all students. So they're asking the universities to reexamine the marketing and how the programs are presented to students. It, says, it seems to me like they'd be pulling back on the DEI stuff. Well, I think it's, it's some of it's my fear, of course, is that it's all cosmetic, right? We, we know, A, that the left wants this. Progressives want this. They want this DEI implementation. And we know just how uh, universities, especially public universities, have been thoroughly infiltrated uh, by progressive politics and those advocating for progressive policies. 
And so, you know, while on the one hand I'm buoyed by the fact that they're talking about this, which is a good thing, you know, talking about it openly is a good thing, my, my fear is always is that they're going to go down the road of the Harvards of the world and say, you know something, we know that we've lost big at the Supreme Court, and we know that we're not supposed to do this stuff, but we're going to do it anyway. We're just going to call it something else. And the, the reality is, right, that, that the left sets policy goals decades in advance. Uh, and they begin the long march, you know, and this is not quoting from Marx, this is not quoting from Mao, the, the long march toward achieving those goals, which is the reshaping of society. So while I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the announcement, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, shall we say, a bit, a bit dubious. Well, one thing they are doing, the adopted recommendations uh, bar any policy that requires students, faculty, or anyone else to share their pronouns. So you don't have to sit there and, you know, state your pronoun at the first day of class. A ban consideration of race or other protected class status and admissions. Standardized issuance of annual employee guidance regarding the separation of personal political advocacy from university business and employment activities. Support intellectual and philosophical diversity, free speech civic education, blah, blah, blah. So some of those do make me feel good, like they are steps in the right direction. I never understood, I, you know, what does it feel like to be sitting in a classroom and the teacher's like, okay, so uh, my name is Sunshine Flowers, and my preferred fo- uh, pronouns are ZZ or Zer, and, and, and I want everyone to stand up and please give us your preferred pronouns. Not everybody's comfortable with that. And I, I can see where it's really um, intimidating to kids, especially kids who are conservative, who get up and say, um, uh, you know, she, her, <laughs> those are my pronouns. On the upside, kids actually know what pronouns are now. So that's good. Yeah. So, yes. Well, they, remember, they, they take the place of a noun. I remember Rufus Xavier Sarsaparilla from, uh, from school. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so really, the, I think that the real test of this, Mary, to see if it is real or not is how much of a painful response, how much squealing will be done by the leftists in Iowa over this, whether it is faculty members at these universities or whether or not it is progressive politicians or whether or not it is the activists. If they start screaming to high heavens about how horrible this is, then I'll know that there is, or at least I'll begin to feel comfortable that there might be some teeth behind it. There you go. Now, yeah. uh, a, the, Mark Elias, we all know Mark Elias, big Democrat, and he's been going around the country, right, tied in with Hillary Clinton. We know him. Um, he's been going around the country suing f- for voter for uh, federal under the Federal Voting Rights Act because he doesn't want you know states who require ID. That's considered a um, you know a bar to to voting and so he goes around and he's been um suing these states to try to get these elections just be totally open no ids drop boxes everywhere ballots everywhere you know in the name of you know it's my right to vote so that's what this is about well he just got a big setback yesterday a divided federal appeals court ruled that private individual individuals and groups like the NAACP do not have the ability to sue under a key section of the Federal Voting Rights Act. So this contradicts precedents that uh, have been going on for a long time and and according to the liberal outlets could further erode protections under the landmark 1965 law. Now it was a divided court, two to one, Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals based in St. Louis and uh, they said that 
uh, only the attorney general can enforce Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. So Mark Elias, it looks like, is out of business. This is a good thing, is it not? Oh, listen, listen. One would hope. See, if, 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 if someone's smart, they would say to Mark Elias, listen, maybe you ought to be raising your money to go and help these people who apparently don't have ID or can't get ID uh, to get ID. He could spend huge sums of money. It's not that many people. He can continue to raise vast sums of money on this, make a very comfortable living for himself, and just focus on getting these people ID. But no, he he won't do that. He's gonna he's gonna go to, you know, again plead uh, plead uh, uh, that uh, that they're wrong here, uh, and that uh, and that in fact they do have some kind of standing uh, to go after this. And you know, at some point, the Supreme Court is probably going to rule uh, that Mark Elias is is wrong in totality. Which is again part of what they they want. They want uh, the Supreme Court to be ruling against them, and these courts to be ruling against them because they can they can you know tout this uh, this narrative that somehow uh, the, these courts are have all been thoroughly corrupted uh, by by Trumpsters, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to get get too far afield, but in the end, right? Uh, again, this is uh, yet a, yet another cudgel by the progressive left. Uh, to uh, advance uh, um, uh, their agenda. In this case, it's trying to steal elections. And again, I would think that there would be teeth or that they would be serious about this issue were it not for the fact that Major League Baseball, who had removed and said they were never going to go back to Georgia because Georgia had impl- uh, you know, implemented these anti-voter, anti-civil rights laws, they've announced that they're going to move the, uh, the All-Star game back to, uh, back to Atlanta. So, you know, it, it, to, to me, I, I think that at least some segments have realized that this argument no longer has merit. Yes, yes. And along those lines, there's so much I want to talk to you about. We don't have a lot of time left. But um, along those lines, you know, there were, T- Tucker Carlson posted a interview with the new president of uh, Argentina, right? The, the guy who, yeah. by the way, why do they all have Donald Trump hair? Donald Trump, Boris, um, Boris Johnson, and this guy have like the crazy hair. It's the weirdest thing. It's, 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 a, it's a trend, right? But he said something uh, to, to Tucker, and he said, you know, America's on the, Tucker said America, socialism's on the rise. And so we're on the first end of it. You guys are on the on the tail end of it, where everything is, you know, you're seeing what happened at 140% inflation, etc. And one of the things he said that I thought was so interesting is he said that um, needs are not rights. You can't allow someone's need to, to turn into a right. Because then everybody's individual needs become rights and you have to meet them all. And I thought that that was brilliant, what he said. Uh, The left is apoplectic about this. They say he's going to destroy the country. My question to you is, um, is is this a good sign for Argentina? And maybe this is the the growth of socialism in these countries. It it hits a, a certain point where it's just a mess. And then like a drunk, they crawl out of it. Well, listen, it, it was it was Margaret Thatcher who best said the problem with socialism is that pretty soon you run out of other people's money. And 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 that's what these nations have all found. And when you do that, when you have that situation, you have to change what you're doing. Uh, Peru went through this. Um, and, and the great uh, Peruvian economist and political science, Hernando de Soto, wrote two books on this subject, one called The Other Path. Uh, which was trying to present a counter-argument to the Marxist rebels in Peru. And then he wrote one of the greatest books of all time, one of my favorite books of all time, The Mystery of Capital, which I urge people to go and read. Um, you know, here's the thing, right? We are at a unique inflection point in America uh, where if the Libertarian Party wasn't so screwed up, 
um, and they hadn't just sort of gone off the, the, the deep end, uh, they could have a, a, a real moment to, to make some inroads into the American electorate. But because they have gone off the deep end, uh, they won't. And we're left with a series of lackluster candidates running for office. Yeah, but I will, you know what, though, I'll end it with this. When you see DEI being pushed back and starting to see it rolled back because it's just not working and they're winding up with more lawsuits than they are with solving any kind of problems. Uh, When you see like Mark Elias being shut down with, you know, with the voting thing, it, it kind of... It kind of makes me think like it's starting to swing the other way. I, I don't know why, but I'm saying, you know what? When you lose Cardi B, we talked about this yesterday. When you lose Cardi B, and maybe the left is pushed too far. Right. So it, it, would just be, it would just be so much better if any major political party in America had a good candidate that they could put up that I wasn't, I wasn't squeamish about every one of them. Yeah, well, would you, listen, nobody wants to run for office. I wouldn't want to run. Would you want right. to run? They're just going to rip what? your life no, apart. Of course not. Absolutely, absolutely not. That, that's, and, and, and that, listen, this gets into one of my favorite. I know I just quoted Margaret Thatcher. I'm going to quote the great Irish poem, William Butler Yeats. We are now in an era in which the best lack all conviction uh, while the worst are filled with passionate intensity. And that's a very dangerous place for a society to be. Also known as never underestimate the power of stupid people moving in a group. Here, here. Here, here. <laughs> Andrew Langer, thank you so much. Follow him on Twitter, Andrew underscore Langer. He, and uh, you can fa- find more of him. He's really worth uh, following. He's got a lot going on. Uh, thank you so much. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Mary. Enjoy your turkey. Oh, thank you. Tell And you enjoy yours. Tell Jerry I said hi. <laughs> I will do that. All right. Take care. Bye. <laughs> All right. 1-800-922-6680 is my number. 1-800-922-6680. We have so much to cover. It's crazy. I'll try to get to all of it and I'll get try to get to your uh, comments as well here on the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The Wellness Company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's TWC Health slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. And welcome to the Rob Carson Show. I'm Mary Walter sitting in for Rob Carson today. How are you? I would assume that a lot of people aren't getting anything done today at work. Right? A lot of people probably already left already. A lot of people taking off the whole week, right? Going to Thanksgiving. It's such a fun little tradition, the whole Thanksgiving thing, because 
pretty much everybody I know, you, you go to Thanksgiving, especially now with politics, it's such a minefield, depending on who's going to be there and who's not going to be there. And, you know, your mother gives you the whole, okay, don't bring up so because so-and-so's girlfriend is very liberal or so-and-so's girl boyfriend is very conservative, depending on which side you're on. And uh, it, it, it always, to me, was just such a bizarre... Um, tradition, but I love it. At the same time, I absolutely love it. We'll talk more about Thanksgiving tomorrow, though, uh, on the show here, because I think a lot of people will be getting ready. So did you see yesterday was um, Joe Biden's birthday, 81 years old. And it was interesting because, you, you know, there were there was a lot of speculation on both sides of the aisle as to why there wasn't a big party. Like, why was there no big birthday bash no joke remember remember obama had a big one for his 50th there was like this big big birthday bash no big birthday bash and it's 81 i mean it's not like it was 80 81 um and so there was no big bash they had a cake that was lit up just like whoa this is a lot of candles on the cake um and it, you know he started to make jokes about it and i think the new strategy with the white house is we can't ignore Joe Biden's age, everyone is noticing it. We know it's a problem in the polls. We talked about that yesterday, uh, the polls showing uh, about his age. So um, they they decided to just have him crack jokes about it. And I get it. Self-deprecating humor, I think, can be very endearing, except sometimes Joe screws up the jokes. So so there's that. Um, in the, So on the day of Joe Biden's birthday, what does Donald Trump do? Donald Trump releases a report by his doctor, Dr. Bruce Ehrenwald. He's been Trump's physician since 2021. And uh, he said that the former president's performance on cognitive exams was, quote, exceptional. Which, by the way, do you remember when the Democrats forced Trump to take a cognitive exam? Because they didn't believe that he was, you know, he, they thought he was crazy. He's insane. And the, the nation's, you know, at risk because he's a crazy person. So they made him take the exam and he did. And, and he did really well on it. And this, so then they mocked the exam. Oh, you just had to memorize four things in a row. That's it. So they mocked the exam. You know, it's really not that hard. But yet they don't make Joe Biden take one. And it's interesting the Republicans don't demand that. I well, actually, it's not interesting. Republicans do stuff like that all the time. They don't demand stuff when they should. But I mean, it's the perfect. It would be perfect for Republicans to do so. They're not going to. But I'm a big fan of what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You're gonna make me jump through hoops just because you're being a jerk. I'm gonna make you jump through hoops so I can so you know what it feels like. You could feel it. So, you know, why not? Let's have let's have Joe Biden take a cognitive test. Now, the problem with that is, is I don't buy for a hot second that we're going to get a real actual result from it. So, of course, Democrats feel the same way about Trump's physician's letter. He said, I'm pleased to report that President Trump's overall health is excellent. His physical exams were well within the normal range and his cognitive exams were exceptional. In addition, his most recent extensive laboratory analysis remains well within normal limits and was even more favorable than prior testing in some of the most significant parameters most likely secondary to weight reduction. He said uh, cancer screenings came back negative. Cardiovascular studies were normal. And he also noted that uh, the former president had reduced his weight through an improved diet and continued daily physical activity while maintaining a rigorous schedule. Now, I have to say, Donald Trump does maintain a rigorous schedule. I have a crazy schedule this week. I'm getting like five hours of sleep a night if I get that. And I'm considering myself lucky. And it's only day two. 
And I look at when he was president and the schedule he kept, I think he said something like he sleeps like four hours a night. Some people are just wired that way. I'm not one of those people. You know, if I were president, they'd be talking about how lethargic I am and joking about me having to be in bed at eight o'clock at night <laughs> because I'm just, I just need like nine hours of sleep. Um, so interesting, uh, NBC poll indicated 59% of registered voters have major concern about Biden's physical and mental health. 27% have either moderate or minor. 76% of voters agree that Biden's too old to serve uh, another term. So, of course, now the left is saying, ah, well, that's not a real, it's not a real exam. It's not a real letter. Of course, he had his, he had his, his, his uh, personal physician write that. It's not real. Of course not. Can't be. So in this uh, a survey, the, the, so there's a whole bunch of these polls and surveys that came out. And this is from Pew. And they found that a majority of Americans favor age limits for some elected officials. And also age limits for the Supreme Court. And I want to throw that out there to you. 1-800-922-6680. Do you agree with that? And I'll, I'll tell you, I don't. And I'll tell you why coming up. But I'll get your calls on the other side of the news here. And I want to know if you agree with the majority of Americans who want age limits for some elected officials. And also for the Supreme Court. I find that interesting. Majority want that. I'm Mary Walter and you're listening to The Rob Carson Show. get you moving. I'm Mary Walter in for Rob Carson with you. Yeah. 1-800-922-6680 is my number. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at Mary Walter Radio. I'll try to uh, get your comments on there as well. So yesterday we talked about uh, NBC poll that came out and showed that a majority of Americans have a problem with Joe Biden's age. And of course, yesterday is birthday. So he gets the poll on his birthday. Now there is a Pew report based on a survey of about 8,500 adults from earlier this year over the summer, they put, they took, they did two different surveys and they put them together and they found out that, um, 79% of the public favors putting a maximum age in place for elected officials in Washington, DC. Now that's probably because we had Diane Feinstein this past year. We had, um, you know, Mitch, Mitch McConnell freezing up. That thing was going on. I haven't seen much of him since then. You know, Joe Biden. It, listen, Donald Trump's older too, right? Donald Trump's old. He, if he wins, he's going to be the oldest president ever elected. But here's the thing. This is why I'm not for this. Because you can be a really old 60 right? You could be 60 years old and be in great shape and, and, and have all your marbles. My husband's uh, gr- grandmother and her sisters, they were doing the New York Times crossword puzzle in their 90s. One of them died at 107. Now, physically at 107, obviously she had problems. She had a full-time nurse, but mentally, girl was there. She was there. She had no problem. So I don't know if I necessarily like an age limit because I think it's different for everyone. 
I think there maybe maybe have to pe- test pass, excuse me, some kind of mental acuity test. And about 74% support putting age limits in place for Supreme Court justices. Democrats are more in favor of this than Republicans are. That's because Democrats want to pack the court and get all the Republicans off so they can control it forever and ever and ever. So I'm curious uh, to, as how you see this. Where do you fit in on this? 1-800-922-6680. I'm in the minority. A little weird. Uh, William in Baltimore, you're on the Rob Carson Show. Hello. Hello, um, Mary. Thank you for letting me chime in. I agree with you. I think they should do it like this. I know a lot of older people are more sharper now than they were when they were younger. Right. So, so you know, so they're they're smarter now than when they were when they were younger. And here's the other thing: there is something to be said with wisdom that comes with age. You've right. lived more. You have more life experiences. And for someone like a judge, I think that that's important. It's not just all book learning. A lot of it has to do with experience, right? Right. And another thing is, if they try to live with a moral standard. That helps out a lot. A lot of these Democrat people, I I grew up in a Democrat family. We were moderate, liberal and all, and socialism in a sense, you know what I'm saying? But not Mm -hmm. that kind of socialism. But we were in the Kennedy era at the time. Sure. Until Jimmy Carter came into office and that, that dynasty changed, then this is what we got now with Biden, though. But what I'm getting at is this. Think when you get older, we all should get checked up and make sure we're capable of doing it. Some jobs wear us out, even when we're young. Working hard, it wears you out. When you're getting older and in high places and you got a lot of book knowledge and everything else, that does wear the mind out. Sometimes you got to slow down and recapture the past to get to the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Another, and another thing I want to ask you about is this. Now, Donald Trump, go back to one of them alphabetical um, TV shows. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The three alphabetical networks. When he worked yeah. with the Rubens, he did the Rubens Cube in front of the TV out of a brand new box. And he did the perfect move and put it back in shape. So let me see if Biden can do that. Interesting. That's yeah. it. I never knew that. I yeah, never knew that, there. William. I did not know that he did the root, you know, just did the root. Now, when I was a real little kid, I used to be able, when it first came out, I was a little kid, and I love puzzles. That's just my thing. I love puzzles. So I sat there until I figured out the Rubik's Cube. I figured out how to do it. Now, since then, I've forgotten because it wasn't popular anymore, and I knew how to do it, so I, you know, kind of kind of blew right. it off. But but that's good. Good for him. I think that that's great. Yeah, right? Wasn't, wasn't it 13 moves? you had to make on that thing to get it back into the shape? I, I don't remember. I think people make a lot more than 13 moves. <laughs> right. Hey, William, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining me this week here on the Rob Carson yeah. Show. It's good talking to you. Thank you so much. Uh, let's head to Ellicott City. Joe, you're on the Rob Carson Show. Hello. Yeah, hi. Uh, I think it should be a, not age, but a metal test. Um, there's a gentleman I know who was in a battle of Normandy. He's 104. He still plays golf. He still drives. Oh, in the day. oh my gosh. And he was on the show. You know that English journalist, Nigel 
Farrar, I, th- I think his name is. I mean, I'm not well, sure his last name. But he's got. Are you talking about Piers Morgan? I think you're talking about Piers Morgan. Nigel Farage was from Britain. Yeah, Nigel. It's Nigel something. But he's got a show on Britain talking pints, and he had he had this guy on, and this guy has all his metal facility, you know, faculties all together. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing. I um. I, I think that, you know, there's some people, like you just pointed out, some people can and some people can't. Yeah. Uh, and, and it is Nigel Farage. I had no idea Nigel Farage had this show. I did not know that. You yeah, are right. It is Nigel Farage. Wow. Well, thank you. But he, it was interesting. He had him on. He's on the Queen Mary. He said to him, you know, I noticed you're dancing with a different girl on that show, on that cruise every night he goes yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) good for him i love that joe thank you i had no idea first of all that nigel had that show but that's a perfect example of someone who's still with it well into you know what would be considered like an extremely old age 104 that's an extremely old age and still still with it he spent the whole war in europe met the russians at some river and then he came back up that's incredible joe thank you so much for sharing that story have a wonderful thanksgiving and thank you for listening to the rob carson show we do appreciate that if you want to jump in 1-800-922-6680 1-800-922-6680 you know it kind of doesn't surprise me that democrats are for the age limits more so than republicans although it still is Republicans 68%, Democrats 82%, overall Americans 74%. That's for Supreme Court and 79% of Americans uh, for members of Congress um, and political leaders, you know, uh, political leaders, elected officials. But then I look at, you know, it's interesting that they're for age limits, right? But we had, again, I appointed Diane Feinstein, Joe Biden. If they had what they wanted, they those people would be out but see democrats are excellent at motivating their base and they would be excellent at getting those seats refilled with younger people who are much more likely they trend much more socialist right because again i don't blame young people at all they've been kept purposely ignorant have you seen the movie idiocracy i refer to this almost every show i do if you get the chance, you Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I think you have to pay like $2 to watch it now because so many people want to see it. So they're like, oh, we can make money off this. So uh, it's on demand. Um, you can get it, you know, through, you know, Roku or however you do it. However you get your on-demand movies. And it's called Idiocracy. And what it's about is um, it has one of the uh, Wilson brothers. I think it's Luke Wilson. Think of the one with the, the black hair is is in that movie. And it, it's about, he, he winds up getting, oh, it is Luke Wilson. Uh, so the, the cat, the, it's basically like Woody Allen in Sleeper, right? It's just like a poor, it was just like a low budget Woody Allen in Sleeper. So he, he, he wakes up in the future and the future is run by idiots. And it's president, I think it's President Camacho, I think is played by Terry Crews. I think it's President Camacho. And you look at what's hap- what happened. You look at this movie. It was almost like one of those things where they saw the future. 
and and people are just stupid but it's it's no one is considered stupid and because everyone's at the same level everyone has just been dumbed down and you look at it if you've never seen it i'm telling you it's it's a great movie you have to see because you're gonna watch it when i first saw it it came out in 2006 i saw i saw this movie prop right around that time someone said oh you got to see this movie so i saw the movie and I thought, oh, that's so funny. Ha, 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 ha. Now, almost 20 years later, I'm like, oh, my gosh. This was an idiot. Something will happen. I'll be like, oh, my gosh. This was an idiot, idiot, idiocracy. And there's there's no thought. They just do stuff because that's the way we've always done it. And, um, you know, uh, President Camacho is the president because he's the strongest guy. And uh, they think that Luke Wilson is, and Maya Rudolph is also in it. She also is, is winds up in the future. And they think that, you know, he's, he's brilliant. You know, how do you know all this stuff, you know, and because he actually can put a sentence together. And in the, when, when he was originally put to sleep, you know, he originally fell asleep. Um, he wasn't that the smartest guy at all. He, he was like kind of like a dummy. But in the future, he's a genius. So I highly recommend it. Okay, if you want to jump in anywhere along the line here, 1-800-922-6680 is my number. Oh, I think uh, I think I can take Tony and Dundalk here real quickly. Uh, Tony, you're on the Rob Carson Show. Hello. Hello. It's very nice talking to you. Thank um, you. Yeah, yes, I was going to agree with you. That movie Idiocracy kind of harkens to today. <laughs> and... Uh, the guy, the guy was very stupid, and he turned out to be very smart in the future. Yeah. And uh, the guy in Costco would uh, greet you by, welcome to Costco, I love you. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know if you remember that part. But, uh, and and, and, and Brondo. And he told him he was in the wrong, and it was in the wrong queue. So they told him, oh, yeah, dummy, you're on your way out. So That's they right. Put him on the, <laughs> they put him on the out queue instead of the in queue. It was it was great, but um, I wanted to say one more movie like that that, that shows us today is uh, Demolition Man with uh, Stallone. And, I never uh, saw it. I'm a terrible person. I've never seen it. My goodness, that that is a must because uh, Stallone goes to the future and he has a very hard time uh, dealing with a PC society. Every time he says a bad word, he gets a ticket, and. Uh, it's just, it's great. It just shows what wow. a man of today could do in the future if he wasn't, if he was allowed. So, oh, and I see, yeah, Sa- I, I see San- San- Sandra Bullock's in this movie, and I like her. So maybe I'll go see. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll uh, do that when I get some downtime. Yeah, yeah. Demolition man, it's, it's, it's a must. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Tony. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Have a a great rest of your week. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Get back to more of your calls, 1-800-922-6680, or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Mary Walter Radio. I'm Mary Walter, and you're listening to The Rob Carson Show. All right, I'm Mary Walter sitting in for Rob Carson. So, so many things uh, to get to. I want to start telling you, maybe we'll carry it over into the next hour, because I think this is an important topic. Uh, Ron Wyden, he's a senator, he's from uh, Oregon, 
And he is pushing the DOJ to publish information on a program called Data Analytical Services, known as DAS, because everything has an acronym in the federal government. It's DAS. And it, um, it's, he wants public transparency on this. The White House Office of National Drug Control Policy has paid AT&T over $5 million. And in exchange for that, they're getting our records frequently without a warrant. And they've been doing it since 2009. And Wyden is now questioning whether this program is even legal. It started in 2009. And now somebody's going, um, you know, this, this may not be legal. Um, point of order. 2009. Now, now somebody's raising their hand. The program allows law enforcement to access the details of our calls and analyze the phone records of citizens, even if you're not suspected of committing a crime. He characterized the program as giving law enforcement, quote, the ability to request often warrantless searches of trillions of domestic phone records. Now, DAS gets their funding from the White House's Office of National Drug Control Policy, But a file was leaked from the Northern California Regional Intelligence Center, and that file reveals that local police bureaus in California, they're asked for DAS information for cases that didn't appear to be related to drugs at all. According to Wired, which reported on this, we obtained six months of call data for suspect's phone, as well as several close associations, his girlfriend, his father, his mother, his sister, an officer wrote in a request for information. The DOJ, in response to this request from Wyden, gave Wyden's office numerous pages of information about the program in 2019. 2019! It's now, 20, it's almost 2024, in which, in which he wants the DOJ to release. So I've got more on this coming up, but this is huge. And because it's a, it's a holiday weekend, right? It's a holiday week. A lot of people not paying attention. So much else, other craziness going on. Because, you know, Donald Trump's a fascist and an authoritarian. In the meantime, this is happening. And they're worried about Donald Trump. I'll tell you more about it uh, right here. I'm Mary Walter, and you're listening to The Rob Carson Show. And welcome back. Mary Walter here with you on the Rob Carson Show. Just talking about this program that's been going on for years. This has been going on since 2009. And now somebody finally, a Democrat, a Senator Ron Wyden out of Oregon, is finally standing up and asking the DOJ about it, going, hey, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure this isn't constitutional. And what they're doing is, often without warrants, they're just paying AT&T, and AT&T is handing over your phone calls. Yeah, all your records, handing it over. Uh, so all the stuff you think, you know, oh, yeah, it's private. They're not allowed to do that. Baloney. Baloney. Uh, according to Wyden in a letter to the DOJ, he says this is surveillance program is not classified and he wants information about this program handed over. And I thought I thought Congress had oversight anyway over the alphabets, over the DOJ, the FBI, etc. But yet they all stonewall. Uh, Congress, which I do find interesting. It's like an unelected fourth branch of government that we now have in this country. 
Uh, in his letter to the DOJ, Wyden wrote, this is a long-running dragnet surveillance program in which the White House pays AT&T to provide all federal, state, local, and tribal law enforcement agencies the ability to request often warrantless searches of trillions of domestic phone records. And he calls the uh, grants, it's funded, this program is funded by grants. He says some of those grants are very obscure. They're not coming from a particular agency. This program has been evading a federal privacy evaluation. The New York Times first uncovered the programming in 2013, the program in 2013. 2013! Uh, a law enforcement official characterized it as AT&T's super search engine and Google on steroids. So there's a bipartisan coalition of lawmakers that introduced the Government Surveillance Reform Act to reform Section 702 of the uh, the FISA Act, uh, which enables U.S. intelligence agencies to surveil us without warrant. That's kind of, I I don't know. And I know some people would be like, yeah, who cares if you're not doing anything wrong? It doesn't matter. That's not the point. You know, it's local law enforcement. So I don't know, some guy uh, married, cops married, and he thinks his wife's cheating on him. So he goes and gets her phone records. You know, it's kind of like running running a hot girl's license plate after you stop her or something where you see her go by and running her license. Plate. There's a lot of stuff that, that can be done and it's it's wrong. And AT&T, I, I just, I'm, sh- well, I'm not shocked that they, that these companies cooperate because it's the government asking you i mean it's cops they should know there should be a warrant though okay elections coming up next on the rob carson show